It's the way. Yeah, it's the way. You ain't heard of us. Hey, Rams. Hey, hey welcome. What? Heard with us. If you look around for a word to trust, check the star seed journey. You can learn from us. Sex, sleep, drugs. What we gonna discuss? Whatever you need to be prosperous. Negativity superfluous. All we really want is for you to just be true to you and be who you are. Cause you are a star and you will go far. You can succeed at all of your dreams. You'll get your degree and all of those things. But you must take care of your health. Cherish yourself, your body, your mental, your brains, and your wealth. You can have fun and still be well. That's what we do here at the wealth. Welcome to the latest edition of What the Well. What the Well? <laughs> what the Well? I am Meliatis, pronouns she or they. I am the wellness health educator over at the Well. Uh, my main focuses are on sexual health and mental health. And I'm here with my lovely co host. Hi, I'm Hudson, ladies on, and she, her, hers. And I'm a peer health educator at the Well. Focusing on physical activity and healthy eating. Nice. We're so excited to have <laughs> Hudson here today. Um, and today's topic is on sexual health. So yes. we are here to get down and dirty talking about sexual health today. Woo-hoo. And yeah, let's let's talk to our other co-host. Hey, my name <laughs> is Malcolm. I'm a, I go to VCU. I work at The Well. And I like to do... No stuff with the star seed and stuff like that. I'm here to talk about sex. Yes. <laughs> so I want to get us started with talking about our sex ed experiences. So talk to some students about their experiences before and really got a range of responses in terms of if people got sex ed at all. Mm-hmm. Um, if people got comprehensive sex ed, it went really well. Who taught them sex ed? So I just want to throw it out there to you all. Tell me about your sex ed experiences. Ladies first. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, well, I was actually really fortunate because I got comprehensive sex education in high school. Whoa. And I got it. Yeah. I got it <laughs> like, in elementary school, middle school, and high school. Wow. Yeah. Where did you go to school? Like, I went to school in Fairfax, Virginia, which is northern Virginia, and it's one of the wealthiest counties in Virginia. Mm. So we definitely had the funds for it. Yeah. So we were really fortunate, but we did have our like PE teachers teach health. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so you got it in elementary school too, yes. you said? Yeah, like probably fourth, fifth, and sixth grade. We got it. What did that look like? Basically, we didn't really talk about, like, having sex or anything like that, but we talked about the anatomy and, like, the female bodies and, like, the changing of that, like, menstruation and stuff. Okay. But we definitely got sex education. Okay. Which is pretty different than a lot of people in Yeah, that sounds really cool. Yeah. So you got, like, the period talks. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 And we also learned, but we also learned about, like, the female body. We were split up, so there was, like... Like women did it together mm-hmm. and then males did it together, mm-hmm. but we learned about both like sides, like each body. Okay, yeah, interesting. Yeah, so splitting up, you mm-hmm. didn't have it together. Yeah, folks who were determined to be male were yeah. in one room, determined to be female in another room. Yes. Okay. And we had like a female instructor if we were female, that kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And we definitely, they didn't like be like, oh, abstinence is the only way, but they definitely were like, you know, the only way to prevent pregnancy or you know, STIs, whereas abstinence. Sure. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What did that look like as compared to, like, middle school and high school? Middle school and high school, they were be- definitely more graphic. We watched a lot more videos and kind of diagrams, and they definitely went into, like, having sex and the different parts of female and male genitalia. And they also talked about more than just the body, like, he- mental health, the importance of, like, healthy eating and physical activity and that stuff. Whoa. Yeah. We got really good sex education. <laughs> wow. We, like, need to go up to Fairfax County yeah. and just, like, give some people awards. That's amazing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Malcolm, what was your sex ed experience like? It was It was not like that. <laughs> not at all. Uh, I don't know. It was pretty basic. Uh, it doesn't really, like, stick out in my mind at all. I didn't really, like, learn 
most of what I knew about sex from school, you know, like the teachers didn't really teach it to me, but it wasn't like, cause they weren't teaching it to me. Just like my friends were like really gross little boys. <laughs> so, but in terms of like school, I mean, it, it was nowhere near as comprehensive as that. It, yeah. it was just like maybe some anatomy, a little bit of scare tactics, you know? Yeah. Um, Tell us what you mean by scare tactics. Like maybe show us some like pictures of like, you know, scary looking diseases and stuff oh yeah or just like looking at videos of like uh you know people who got pregnant and stuff i think we watched team mom actually once in in, in high school we watched that okay interesting Uh, as like that was part of your educational experience i suppose yeah i remember it exactly because they turned the lights off and everything this girl like put her feet up on me and i was like you gotta stop that (laughs) Okay, so maybe like having the opposite effect of what they wanted. Oh wow! I didn't even think about that. Whoa! <laughs> yeah, wow, that's crazy. So you had like the kind of opposite end of the spectrum kind of experience. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But I don't, you know, I don't. I'm cool with it. Yeah. I don't so hold it against them or anything. For yours, well, it sounds like in what you just described, like some girl put their like feet up on you you had like an integrated (laughs) experience so like you were getting education with people of all genders it sounds like oh yeah yeah it wasn't they didn't split us up but that was high school so I guess like yeah in high school we were together yeah okay what about elementary school for you uh I don't remember sex at an elementary school I think we had it in eighth grade I remember oh really? it was my it was weird because just it's a long story but it was my same PE teacher that I had in elementary school mm-hmm. though but it was um and it was pretty much like that's where they were showing us the like different anatomy I don't think they showed us really how to put on a condom maybe they showed us but like they didn't let us do it oh. um hmm. but a lot of, but it was like sex education and drug education at the same time yeah. so they would talk about like alcohol and like crashes mm-hmm. and stuff like that so okay so it was just yeah, like sort of too. a lot going on but nothing really too in-depth I feel like Okay. I hope like no none of my teachers hear this and be like, I can't believe he's learning all my teaching <laughs> skills. What's wrong with him? You know, no, I saw love. I promise. Well, it sounds like they tried to put like everything that you were potentially at risk for into one session. Like, yeah. don't do drugs, don't drink alcohol, don't get pregnant, or yeah. get someone pregnant. <laughs> okay. Well, wow my my sex ed experience was similar to yours, Malcolm. Mine was like. In middle school, they gave us a deck of cards, and okay. we all ch- we all chose okay. from the deck of cards, and some of them had pictures of STIs on them, and of course they were like the most severe STIs yeah. ever. And if you chose the card like with this really graphic picture on it, you now have that STI. Oh my gosh! And you had to stand up in the front of the classroom holding the picture of the STI. So when you're talking about scare tactics, <laughs> that's definitely like one of the yeah, scare like tactics. Definitely that's they're trying to Okay, I have two questions. Okay. <laughs> First off, how old were you? Between 11 and 13. Oh my gosh. That's sometime in middle school. Okay, and two, what did you learn from this experience? My, I don't know and what, what I learned other learn? than I think what I was supposed to learn is that like I don't know if, <laughs> if, if you have if you have sex you are gonna get this like extreme thing that yeah. cannot be cured and you're stuck with it forever and everyone's gonna know yeah mm-hmm. definitely and th- that's a terrible takeaway to have obviously and. If there was any other education that they did in that setting, it did not stick with me, right? Like, mm-hmm. because what stuck with me was like being embarrassed mm-hmm. yeah. in front of a class. That's interesting. Yeah. So I think for some people, their sex ed experience is coupled with embarrassment. And maybe some of us even carry that embarrassment into asking questions about sex because that's the only context we've ever talked about for sex sure. with professionals. So. I want to just keep that lens today. And also, there are some of us on this campus who had comprehensive sex ed, which makes me really happy. (laughs) Um, But a lot of us still are getting that sex ed from PE teachers 
or yeah. phys ed teachers. And that may not have been a part of their like higher education. Maybe they thought they were coming in to do like more athletics and that's kind of what they were stuck with. They're like, well, right. you have this dedicated time to teach people things about physical stuff. So you obviously are going to know about sex and STIs <laughs> and contraception. So, um, yeah, keeping that lens too. I've only heard from a couple of people that they got their sex ed from maybe like a school counselor. Really? Um, which I think some schools are moving toward that direction because school counselors have some more training in like dealing with sensitive topics. And for some people, talking mm-hmm. about sex is sensitive. Um, and then I've heard a couple other people say that like a community organization has really? come in and done That's sex ed in their school. So they like hire people to come in. And I've mostly heard that from folks who went to wealthier schools. Right. So we're all starting from our own experiences. <laughs> um, so we're just, um, I'm just excited to talk to you all about kind of where we came from before we start talking about like what's going on here. Um, And so I want to know, did you feel kind of prepared to come to college based on your experiences, whether those were through like a formal experience through the school system or from learning through your peers? Right. Um, I definitely think because I had comprehensive sex education, I was definitely at an advantage, but also it was coupled with my parents. They were really open about sex education and they didn't make me feel like embarrassed or you can't have sex. So definitely if I was in a household where they were definitely like sex is off limits, I definitely wouldn't be as prepared, but I felt pretty confident in it. You know, I was never pressured into anything or I definitely don't know a lot, but I knew enough to be able to like kind of navigate it and learn more. But I know some people on campus who barely know anything and felt really unprepared. Okay. So I think it, I think it's school and kind of your family and your peers. Yeah. It sounds like your parents wanted you to come to them with questions if you had them or yeah. were open about yeah. talking about They wanted to be able to be there first before, like, you know, I got in the situation and had no idea. Okay. They kind of trained me first, I guess, is what I would say. Okay. What about, like, your friends during that time? Mm, see, my friends – they, I mean, it, you're in middle school and high school. You're definitely going to be around, like, rowdy behavior, and they're all into sex. But I didn't have many friends who weren't, like, involved in sexual activities. But we definitely weren't, like, in the dark. I mean, you can access basically anything on the Internet. Mm-hmm. So if I had any questions, you could just look it up. Okay. But it was definitely, like, it was talked about, you know, that kind of thing. Okay. I want to come back to the Internet comment. Yeah. Malcolm. Can you repeat the question? <laughs> so when you were coming to VCU, did you, like, feel like you had adequate preparation, like, around talking about sex or, like, any kind of sexual activity if you were to engage in that? And how did, like, being with friends or your talks with your parents or school prepare you if you felt prepared? Um, yeah, I'd say I was pretty prepared, like, I had come into contact, you know, with a lot of different knowledge and stuff like that about it, but, um, and it was, like, a conglomeration of different conversations that I've had, like, with people that I know and stuff like that, so, like, my mom, um, and my parents were just, like, not really, they definitely didn't want me having sex, like, at all. <laughs> uh, my friends were, yeah, my friends are having sex. I wasn't, but, like, I was just kind of chilling. Um, when the, but then when I got to college, like, it was, I don't know, it was just, like, everywhere, you mm-hmm. know? Like, it was, it was, it's not necessarily, like, it was on everyone's mind, but everyone else thought it was on everyone else's mind. Sure. Right. And, uh, but... I just did what I could to, like, stay safe and, like, not make any, you know, decisions that I regret or be involved in a decision that someone else will regret. So, mm-hmm. but, so, yeah, I'd say I'd f- I was pretty prepared. Like, it's not like I was out here being wild and willy-nilly. Like, I'm I'm <laughs> just, like, very careful, like, with that kind of stuff in general. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily because, like, 
of the dudes. Like, you know, chances for diseases or pregnancy, just because, like, it's a very, like, special thing, and I just, like, don't think it should be played around with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's all. Yeah. Thanks but that's just me, you know, how. Yeah. Thanks for sharing, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, I think it's interesting um, kind of the differences that you hear between how parents decide to approach, like, the sex talk. Right. Yeah. Did either of you have, like, a formal sit-down sex talk with your parents? I don't know about, like, formal. Like, <laughs> in my house, it wasn't... I, it wasn't, like, one time. They kind of wanted to open it up, like, to be able to do it throughout the years. So, I mean, they probably started young at, like, the more appropriate things and then worked their way up. But there was never a time. Like, I could always come with questions. And I think probably near middle school or high school when they knew that more people were engaging in sexual activity, they were kind of like, you know, you should be safe. There's nothing wrong with engaging in that. But just make sure you choose the right person. You know, use protection, that kind of thing. Okay. I don't remember, like, a sit down and, like, they're telling me things. Yeah. Okay. The sex talk. Uh, <laughs> it's just like such a a big deal, you know. Yeah. But I don't think I really ever had like an official one. I don't. I never really talked to my parents about sex, bro. Just because if it was something that was on my mind, it wasn't something that I wanted them to know was mm -hmm. on my mind. Yeah. So. It wasn't like, this is sex, you know, but like, <laughs> this, is, this is how it works. But like, it was just like, more like, don't really, I don't know, just here's what you should and here's what you should not be doing, you know? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So some like general rules and guidelines around it, maybe, or? Just like, don't do it. Not just the rule. Don't even think about it. I mean, that's really like what it was, you know, it, it wasn't really like. We know you can have sex, you know, we just want you to be safe. It's just like, you shouldn't be having sex, so I, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I never really thought about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I th I had a formal sex talk. Okay. Um, <laughs> which is maybe why I, like, framed the question that way. Um, <laughs> right. So... Really, it came out about because I asked for birth control. Oh. And... I just, I needed it because I had terrible periods. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. Right. So then it became the sex talk, right. which I was not prepared for. Yeah. Just thrust into it. Um, and I feel like I've talked to some people who were like, oh, my parents trapped me in the car. So I, like, I couldn't oh leave. Or like, you know, like we were driving somewhere. Yeah. So I like couldn't get out of the conversation or. Um, Bail out. <laughs> I I was in the living room just trying to have my birth control conversation and then it became like you know you should have come to me uh -oh. you should have talked to me kind of like a, a guilt um, yeah you're like oh gosh I, I wish yeah. I hadn't said anything so did they think something else they they thought I was asking uh, for birth control because I was having sex yeah. okay okay um so I think like Malcolm, you mentioned before, like not really wanting to have that kind of talk with your parents. I wonder kind of what parents, how they view having that talk and if they feel like <laughs> obligated to have that talk or they have any tools around that. Because if we're not getting adequate sex education generally, I can't imagine kind of the sex education that they may have gotten. Oh, definitely. So I think... It can be embarrassing for everybody if we're not I talking think, yeah, about it. Yeah, uncomfortable, awkward. <laughs> yes, amen to that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to ask them. Hey, mom, what kind of sex ed did you get when you were a kid? Tell yeah? me everything. Middle school, elementary school, high school, all of it. Yeah. I want to know. <laughs> yeah. And I wonder, too, when you all were talking about um, like being separated when you were younger, how that is impacting our trans students who mm -hmm. are, you know, at young ages figuring out their identities or, um, you know, thinking about like how we're placing people in these conversations and oh, definitely. if we're talking about sex is it between somebody who's like a cis man and a cis woman or like a person with a penis a person with a vagina is that the only way that people have sex no right um that's very true yeah and we definitely need more of that I, yeah i wonder 
Um, Hudson, you mentioned that you had comprehensive mm-hmm. sex ed. Was yeah. that part of the comprehensive sex ed? Definitely later, just because the views around it had changed. Mm. But I mean, I actually did a, like a project on this, but I think like a really low number, like 16% of all comprehensive sex education has like LGBTQ mm. representation. And that's really unfortunate because it's a huge population and they're not like learning about it. And I, I mean, I feel like it's hard to ask questions just personally. And like, I was able to see like, you know, I'm cisgender. So I feel like I still feel uncomfortable and I got a lot of education. So Mm. if you were really struggling and kind of working through your identity, I mean, you would just be, you wouldn't even know where to start. And that's just really unfortunate. Thank God for the internet. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so like, I feel like, too with the internet people are looking to that more for Mm -hmm. their kind of like sex ed or like sexual exploration right um and so i i want to ask you all i guess what are some maybe like positives and negatives of the internet's influence on sex ed um i feel like the positives is you definitely have more, like, sexual freedom, and you feel like, oh, you know, this is good. Like, you know, it's supposed to feel good. You're supposed to enjoy it. Um, I think, you know, you learn more, but I think definitely some of the negatives is it gives you a lot of unrealistic expectations of what sex is going to be like or what it should be like. And there's a lot of, like, power and control that I think it can definitely influence children because, I mean, you can access it. Anybody can access it, especially Mm. porn. Mm. Yeah, that's what I was thinking was... It's yeah, it's easily available information, which makes it easily accessible to everyone. But that's exactly the downside of it as well. Yeah, is that anyone can get it. You can get a lot of stuff really fast. That's really wrong. Yeah, and, for sure. And, and when you're really young. Yeah. So that's um, I would say that's that wraps it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like, you mentioned porn. Mm-hmm. And. I think, you know, like any education that you're going to find, porn has this, I guess, different dimension of education because it's video mm-hmm. for the most part. Right. Um, sure, there are other forms. And if you're seeing something on video that um, is maybe violent or you talked about creating like unrealistic expectations, mm-hmm. um, Maybe, like, if that is what people are accessing in terms of their sex education because they're not necessarily getting that in school systems, we're going to kind of see that come out in the relationships that they have or the experiences that they have with other people. Right. Um, And so I just want us to think about that, (laughs) too, um, in terms of how we look at violence prevention and sexual health. Because I think we can't necessarily separate those two. Um, Cause of course, like to have good sex, you need consent and open yeah, communication with your Respect. partner or partners. Um, and like having good sex also is tied to talking with someone about like what feels good for mm-hmm. you, um, which in some porn or even just reading on the internet, like, those conversations might not be happening. Yeah. Or people think like, oh, it's not sexy to like have that conversation. Right. Just, just, uh, sorry, you can go, but (laughs) (laughs) no, but like people are definitely like, oh, I don't want to stop in the middle of it and like discuss, you know, the boundaries, but I mean, it's important. (laughs) Well, what's the alternative, right? Like what is the consequence of not having some kind of discussions like that? Well, you could have, bad sex yeah or even worse you could hurt someone yeah definitely yeah do something that you weren't anticipating yeah or like um someone could have a response Mm -hmm. because we're all like products of our experiences right so like maybe I had a relationship with somebody before the person I had now and something in that relationship like is like coming up for me in my like sexual experiences with somebody else that's heavy. That's that's yeah. exactly what I was talking about earlier. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like sex can be like really heavy sometimes, you know? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, for sure. And so, um, you know, and not all relationships have 
like a sexual component mm-hmm. to them either. Not all intimate relationships. And um, we do have a fair amount of folks on this campus who identify as ace or asexual. Mm-hmm. asexual. Um, so I want to be mindful of that too because Malcolm, you mentioned earlier that folks like the idea of being on campus is that like sex is on everyone's like mind mm-hmm. in some way or another or like people are talking about it or um, it's just kind of like in the air or in the atmosphere even <laughs> if people aren't openly talking about it. I can smell it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the reality is like not everybody is engaging in it and that is okay. Yeah. So I want to ask you all what was has your sex ed experience been like since you've come to VCU so you've talked about what it was like before coming and if you felt prepared so since you've been here what has it been like if any (laughs) do you want to go first sure sure okay well I started well I got here right and I was hip to the stall seat and then I started working (laughs) at I started working at the well like my very first year and that opened me up to like a whole other world of sex ed. So I'd say that it's been extremely comprehensive <laughs> since I got to ECU. Yeah, for so. sure. Thanks for plugging us. Yeah, no <laughs> well. What about you? Um, I feel like coming here, it's been like a, basically putting all that education that I learned in practice <laughs> okay. and kind of exploring, you know, having fun. But I definitely think the well has shown me that, you know, there are things you have to think about, like boundaries and what people are comfortable with. But I also think, you know, people are realizing what feels good to them, what they like, what they don't like. And I feel like one of the things that I'd like to see more of is obviously LGBTQ representation, because that's definitely not talked about enough but also just getting more comfortable with being able to talk about sex. Because I still, like, people are like, oh, what are your experiences like? And I think everybody's kind of like, oh, you know, I don't want to talk about it. And I feel like it should be talked about more and more, like, open and free. I feel like a lot of people feel, like, ashamed of having sex with someone or not. And I feel like it should be more inclusive, definitely. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for tasking me with that. (laughs) (laughs) And also thank you for, like, I did not pay them to plug the well (laughs) no the well's great well and I I think too like at VCU we have more freedom to to talk about these things and maybe some school systems do before for sure and you know you all are like on the ground being students and you have a good idea of what people want to see or like where there may be gaps Mm -hmm. um so I'm taking that with me and putting it in my pocket. Thank you. <laughs> thanks, thanks for the recommendations too. Cause you know, as you were saying, like not a lot of people are getting comprehensive sex ed in the ways that, um, like apply to folks in our LGBTQIA plus yeah. communities. And for some people like this experience in college is a way to navigate identity. So oh, definitely. So sure. even if like, Maybe you got some of that sex ed in high school if you were, like, one of the lucky ones. <laughs> but maybe you're like, this doesn't really apply to me right now. So, like, it's going out the other year. Um, so maybe, too, like, doing more targeted um, messaging around that kind of comprehensive sex ed is something that we could do. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was my second question. Or that was my follow-up question, too. Is what <laughs> Do you want more information about? Um. I want to know what questions do you have for me um, in terms of sexual health and beyond. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I mean, I feel like we could do another well plug and maybe ask about, like, programs or anything that's upcoming that students can go to either learn more about sex education or just in general about yeah. sexual health. Yeah. So um, we have this new program rolling out called our Condom Concierge. It's great. I've used it. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Um, And so you can access this. It's basically a form to fill out that, like, once you fill it out, you get free condoms mm-hmm. and free barrier methods um, mm-hmm. and lube. And it's super easy. Yeah. So all you anything ha- you could dream of. If, 
that that is my hope, right? <laughs> so um you fill out this form, you can go to the Wells website or you can go to bit.ly slash capital VCU condom concierge mm-hmm. um, and fill out the form. And it'll ask you like what types of condoms you want. We have pictures. We have um, internal condoms. Mm-hmm. So Traditional condoms that you may have seen, like, that was maybe put on a banana in your sex ed class. Those are called external condoms um, because you're using them externally on a penis. Internal condoms um, are used internally inside of a vagina. So if you're like, what the heck is she talking about? Look at the form. (laughs) Check us out. Um, Or even, like, ask for one just for your own experimentation to kind of see what that's like. Mm -hmm. Um, We got flavored condoms. I think you should definitely mention some of, like, the flavor condoms you can't use. Yes. Like, for penetration. Yes. Because people have been doing that, so. Yes. I would say. <laughs> Hudson is right. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, the flavored condoms, they are external condoms. And the reason that you really shouldn't be using them for penetration is because there are sugars in the condoms, which is what makes them flavored. And they can um, throw off the pH balance um, inside of a, a vagina. So that can make you have a yeast infection or your partner have a yeast infection. And that's not fun. Yeah, we don't want that. So um, use flavored condoms for oral sex. Please. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we got bubble gum. We have tropical island flavor. We have banana. We have... Mint chocolate chip. We have... You have, like, everything. Strawberry chocolate. It's all... It's all <laughs> sexy. Come and, <laughs> come and get some. Um, we have dental dams. Who can tell me what a dental dam is? I so think. you, like, put it... Um, <laughs> like, over a vagina, and, like, that's used for oral sex? Mm-hmm. That's what, that's what I'm going to go with. Malcolm... Is mining. <laughs> it's like a tiny little blanket, you know, like a picnic blanket. Yeah. Beautiful. And then you get to eat. Ooh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yes. So I, <laughs> um, that's how I describe it too, is like a blanket for your bits. So like Ooh. putting, it's basically a, a sheet of latex that's, you can get it flavored or unflavored. Again, yeah. only using flavored products for oral sex. Please. Um, <laughs> Right. Yeah. Yes. So it's to lay over a vulva or a vagina, or mm-hmm. you can lay it over your anus. Mm-hmm. So, however you decide to eat out is up to you. <laughs> um, so that's what a dental dam is. Um, we also have latex free condoms. So, mm-hmm. if you or your partner or partners are allergic to latex, we got those. We have lube to make things a little. Slippery, mm. a little easier. Yeah, <laughs> easier, a little smoother. You know. Yeah, yeah. So um, most people find that lube can really increase satisfaction um, for their partner or partners, even if you have like lube on a condom. So this is just like a little bit extra to get some stuff going. <laughs> and I think that's it. That's all. Of anyway, the condoms. Come get them for free. Lots fill, of options. Fill out, fill out our form. Um, and so we have that going on all the time. You can fill that out at 2 in the morning. We have folks filling them up during the week, filling up your requests, and you just come and pick them up at the well. So um, go ahead and fill those out. And there's a kiosk in the well, right? Yes. So there's an iPad. When you come in, you can just... Fill that out, and um, an email will get sent to us, and we will fill your request, and then you'll get an email from us that your order is ready for pickup. We're at 813? 815. 815. South Cathedral Street. Yes. Right, like, down by the commons. Yeah. Yes. South Cathedral Place. 815 South Cathedral Place. Should I make a song about the address, too, so people can remember? Yes. Yeah. So... Yeah, we are near the com- the commons, across from the cathedral. Mm-hmm. We're in a red brick house. Come and say hi, and fill out your condom request form. Um, on Fridays of February, 
all, all February on Fridays. We will have Frisky Fridays. Ooh. It's really a social media campaign that's going to plug all of our events that we're doing in February that are related to sexual health. Um, and just like some tips and tricks for getting frisky. So check us out on social media. We are <laughs> at the Well VCU mm-hmm. um, on Instagram. And you can also follow us on Facebook or like us on Facebook if that's your jam too. I think you guys have a Twitter maybe? We have a Twitter. Follow us. <laughs> I don't know the Twitter handle because I don't use it. Oh, it's it. the Well VCU. For sure. Okay. Well, <laughs> Frisky Friday is going to be on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah. Just for go Twitter. I don't know how to. That's fine. Um, and then gotta plug Healthy Sex, Healthy Love Week will actually just be finishing up when this airs but there's one or two events that are still happening to check out so um, Healthy Sex, Healthy Love Week is in accordance with Valentine's Day and National Condom Week so I know that's exciting so it's February 14th through the 21st and on the 21st specifically, we're going to have folks um, in the commons making condom grams. So mm-hmm. you can make a little little message and get some free condoms and some candy to give to Bay or to whoever. Um, and then we're having an event called Sexuality, to spill the tea, about sexuality and sex. <laughs> <laughs> And that's going to be at 2 p.m. in the Virginia Rooms in the Commons. So come hang out with us then, too. And then, real important, free HIV testing is happening on February 27th. It's a Wednesday. And The Well is partnering with our community friends, Health Brigade, and Center for Cultural Experiences and Prevention, um, which is actually at VCU. They're going to be offering free HIV testing with your student ID and it's just a finger prick like a real quick um, finger prick and you get your test results back within 30 minutes so that's really good you'll know um, within 30 minutes so it's in the student commons in the Virginia rooms from 11 to 3 again Wednesday February 27th so come out and get tested we should all be getting tested regularly if we're engaging in sexual activity. True that. Um, as you're looking through like question the other questions to ask me, what what do you feel like is like especially important? So for Mia, how does sexual health relate to health overall? Well, um, I guess well, I feel like we could all answer this, but Um, The way that I see it is, I mean, if you know how to have good sex, you're probably a little bit happier um, and can help your emotional well-being. Um, And also, like, unpacking good sex means, like, being able to have healthy relationships with the folks that you're engaging with. Um, And... By relationships, I mean, like, whatever that looks like for you, however you're interacting with these people or this person. Um, And that can contribute to your emotional health, for sure. Um, And, of course, getting tested regularly can impact your physical health. So making sure that, you know, you're talking to somebody at Student Health, for example, um, is a great way to improve your physical health when it comes to sexual health. Um, And if you're interested in getting some STI testing through student health, um, we have some information for you about that. It costs a total of, I want to say, it costs about $45 to get all of the STI testing through student health. So there is a small fee. If you only want to get some particular STI testing done, you can get some groups um, of testing for 15. So if you're looking to get, you know, specific testing for gonorrhea or herpes um, or syphilis or whatever, um, the physicians there can give you certain packages for $15. So um, if whatever you're looking for, talk to your 
healthcare provider at Student Health. But if you're just like, test me for all of it, it's about 45 bucks. Um, we do have places within the Richmond community that run free H- HIV testing as well as um, just STI je- testing in general. So if you're looking for that, check out our website because we have folks that are along the bus route. So if you don't have access to transportation, we can get you to where you need to go to get that free STI testing. What are other ways that sexual health impacts health overall? I mean, it definitely influences your like mental health, your emotional health. Mm-hmm. And that basically runs everything. Yeah. So everything's connected wellness-wise, health-wise. Yeah. I didn't pay her to say that either. <laughs> that was, yeah, that was great. Yeah. So, uh, what's your middle name? No, I'm just playing. I <laughs> actually don't have a middle name. Really? What? <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about it. No, I'm just yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> so, what is the difference between a STD and an STI? So, we've been saying STIs for a lot of right. this podcast, and some folks may be like, I've only heard it as... I grew up in school where for my sex ed, we used STD, and then it changed to STI when I was in high school. Yeah. So it's a pretty, like, recent development, but basically STI stands for sexually transmitted infection, Mm -hmm. and STD is sexually transmitted disease, right? So infection means that there's a germ that's present in the body, but you may not have symptoms um, that come with that germ that's present. So you may not be able to physically see anything happening, but it exists. So the term disease means that it's going to have some obvious signs and symptoms. So maybe um, you're seeing just like changes in your skin or um, maybe just the way that like discharges. (laughs) I don't know Mm -hmm. how like we want to, how deep we want to get in here. So does that mean it's like a classification for certain things or are they interchangeable or? They, so think of STI as an umbrella. Okay. And then STD falls under that umbrella. So there, everything is an infection. Okay. um, But only certain um, STIs have symptoms. So. Could you give some like examples maybe? Like an it, it shows up differently for different people. Right. So I would say talk to your your healthcare provider about what it may be. So if you're noticing okay. like some differences um, in the, like the way things are looking down there, um, then talk to somebody about it. And even if you're engaging in sexual activity, it's always good to just get tested because, like we said, right. you're not always going to show symptoms right so because yeah for some some things things will like show up for some people and some things they will not like have as much of a response to something so you you may notice something whereas somebody else may not notice it even if it's present it's all different yes um but yeah Okay, so does, here's another question, does birth control protect against getting STIs? That's a good question. (laughs) So um, not all birth control protects against STIs. So just because someone's on the pill or has an IUD or NuvaRing um, does not protect against STIs, it does if taken properly um, or if it's inserted properly, um, it, pre- it prevents pregnancy. Okay. So um, if you are not having sex with a barrier method like a condom, which is a type of birth control because it's preventing you from getting pregnant if you're using it correctly, um, that will protect against an STI because it is creating a barrier um, between skin-to-skin contact, whereas the pill, for example, it doesn't have that kind of barrier method. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Okay. 
So let's get to the juicy part. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, we were just talking earlier about, like, infrequently asked questions and stuff, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, kind of questions, you know, do people, like, not ask enough? Mm. How to have comfortable anal sex. That's a good one. I will say... Lube is your best friend. So we talked about how lube makes things a little bit more slippery or has like a glide. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, So if you're finding that um, you want to engage in anal sex, but it's maybe painful um, for you or your partner or partners, um, we'll say that you can start with um, a finger or two, of course, using a barrier method. We always recommend um, using something like an external condom here. Um, And then lube. Lube will help um, get things going. It will help with that glide and will make um, tearing less likely. Mm -hmm. So that's my hot tip for you if you want to engage in anal sex. Nice. I have a question. So... I have some friends who have picked up some condoms from the condom concierge, and they were saying how they think that dental dams and kind of the flavored condoms take away from the fun of oral sex. Mm. So could you just shed some light on why it's important to use protection and kind of like that aspect? Because I know a lot of people are like, oh, that's stupid. And I feel like that's definitely some people I think we could use some (laughs) insight. (laughs) Yeah, sure. So... Um, I think, you know, it's all about kind of weighing what it looks like when you aren't using a barrier method. Right. So um, you can contract an STI orally. So it doesn't necessarily have to be through um, like skin to skin contact in, in terms of like vulva to vulva or um, penis to vagina or like penis to anus. Um, you can also contract an STI from like mouth to penis or vulva or vagina. So using a barrier method protects you from getting an STI that way. Um, Also, you know, maybe the person that you're engaging in oral sex or, yeah, I guess in particular oral sex, since that's Mm -hmm. what we're talking about, maybe they feel more comfortable with you using that because maybe they don't know your status. Um, Again, encouraging folks to get tested regularly, but say like you're in the heat of the moment and you haven't gotten tested since the last person or people you were with. Right. And maybe that's just part of having consensual sex. Mm -hmm. So again, coming back to like what feels good for you, that's part of that conversation too. Um, And I would say, like, part of, you know, exploring, like, sexuality is just trying different things. So if you haven't tried using a dental dam or... (laughs) Don't knock until you try. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, exactly. A flavored condom. Like, we have five different types of external flavored condoms. So, like, Mm -hmm. try all five. Um, Do a taste test. Yeah, exactly. Do a taste test. So um, it really comes down to, like, protecting yourself... Um, and also like what feels good for the people that you're with. (laughs) Thanks. Um, so do you want to talk about a little bit about like, what is the well and how does it address the well's perspective on sexual health? Anything like that? Sure. Yeah. So, um, like I said, my, one of my focuses at the well is to focus on Focus is focus. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my roles at the well is to focus on sexual health. And we really try to create an atmosphere of taking a non judgmental approach to sexual health. Right. Um, so if you come in and are picking up condoms, you shouldn't have to feel like somebody is there judging you for it. Right. Um, and also, if you fill out the condom concierge, there's an option that says, I'd like to speak with a health educator about my order. If you have questions, I am happy to meet with you and talk you through um, anything related to to your order. So 
maybe you saw like an internal condom and you're like, I'm just going to get this, but I don't really know what it is. Right. Um, come and talk with me. I'm not, um, I promise I'm not a scary <laughs> human. Not at all. <laughs> um, and, you know, I'm not going to judge you because, again, like we all come from different experiences when it comes to sex ed. And I would <laughs> much rather you ask someone, um, you know, than just you assume that you feel like you should know. Right. Mm-hmm. Flying blind. Yes. yes. Yeah. So that being said, of course, like. Some of these conversations can be embarrassing and some of us do have shame around like talking about sex. And um, I would want someone to know like we're trying to create a comfortable atmosphere and we're not going to make you like feel bad yeah. for asking. So Yeah, the well wants you to come in. Talk yeah. To them. Yeah, yeah, we're all about that. Yeah. yeah. What's, it, what's it called? Pie, positivity, inclusivity, and empowerment. Yes. Woohoo. Got that whole pie. Mm. Yeah. I like pie. I'm hungry now. <laughs> Thank y'all for listening to us talk about sex for the past little bit. Thanks for spending some time with us. I want to thank um, our co-hosts today, Hudson and Malcolm, for sharing their experiences um, from elementary and beyond. Yeah, of course. And. I want to say tune in next week to hear from Carrie and the Wells Peer Health Educators about our giant Safer Spring Break event that's going to be happening at the end of February. So stay tuned for that. And we'll be right here next week to say what the well is going on at the well. <laughs> what the well is going on at the well. <laughs> 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 <laughs>